So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing the season finale of season four, Love After Lockup. On this episode, Tiffany suggests a threesome to Kevin, Radine comes clean about her marriage to Rick, Kayla and Martell make it through an episode without fighting, Indy leaves Harry in Ohio, Chaz and Branwyn attempt to consummate the marriage, Lacey and Antoine have dinner with Antoine's family, and Chance proposes to Taylor. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Uh, things are going pretty good. Um, I know that we are personally not mothers, but happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Yeah, recording this on Mother's Day. So, you know, yeah, definitely appreciate I know we certainly have a lot of mothers that listen to our show, so. <laughs> I'm sure. Right. Um, let's, why don't we just start off with a mom? Let's go with Chance and Taylor. So Chance is planning a girl's day, so he's getting the crafts out with cutout hearts and lots of glitter. And he's also bought tiaras for all the girls. They Chance and Taylor pick up the girls from school and tell them they're going to St. Louis Arch, which doesn't seem to impress them. When they get there, they get into a horse-drawn carriage and Chance gives them all tiaras. Sophia, the oldest one, she is just not having any of this today. Uh-huh. So she doesn't want to wear the tiara and basically doesn't want to do anything. The younger ones then get uh, hot chocolate and immediately burn their mouths. And then there is a lot of crying. <laughs> Chance then pulls the girls aside to tell them that he's going to propose to their mom and wants their help in holding up signs. They have like zero reaction to the news and don't really seem to be all that interested. Sophia, the oldest, is just cold and she's complaining the entire time. But they're all holding up the signs and then they call Taylor over, who was feeding the horse candy. And she laughs when she sees all of them and says, no, but just kidding. Of course, she'll marry him. Chance then gives the girls their promise rings and tells them that he promises he isn't going anywhere. Taylor is worried to tell Bobby about the engagement. Uh, In their update, they're currently planning their wedding while Chance is still trying to get Bobby to move into the garage. Mm -hmm. All right. So do you think these girls are excited at all to have Chance be stepdad? Uh, No. I just don't know that they believe he's still going to be around or something because, man, I don't, I don't like to judge children, but my God, she was bratty, oh, especially yeah. the oldest one. Just so yes. – because it wasn't even just, yes, I'm cold, I'm complaining. It was like, hey, guys, look, there's the baseball stadium. She was like, no one cares. Yeah, it was like, – yeah, it was like, That was unnecessary. Weird. Clearly, I cared because I pointed it out to you. Right. Like, so somebody cares. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it's like – and to not even like say anything, like – why don't is there something wrong is there something we're doing wrong she's like fidget shop i want to go to the fidget shop it's just like like i don't know if it's my daughter if i got no one cares i'm gonna go to the we no one cares fidget shop and i'll be like hmm fidget shop just got crossed off a list of things we're doing and i was gonna say when she says fidget shop no one cares (laughs) right (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I feel like they probably just dangled the fidget shop carrot to get her excited about even going to St. Louis Arch. Yeah, she was just like, because she wasn't having it all. All no, and then she's like, I don't want to wait out here. It's cold. That I can kind of understand. Or the tiara, or the tiara being uncomfortable. I get that. Do you have yeah. to wear this? It's uncomfortable. But she was just in a. In a, oh, in a mood fog. where it was like you could tell her anything. It's like, how about ice cream? She'd be like, ice cream sucks. Like she was just whatever it was was going to be terrible and horrible and you're the worst person in the world for suggesting it, which is ugh, tough to deal yeah. with. But I was kind of surprised that they weren't surprised or had – they just like literally had no reaction. He was like, I'm going to propose to your mom and they were just like – No one cares. it was like no reaction it was like i don't know follow-up questions maybe but it was just like he just said to them oh i'm gonna propose here's the signs carry it now it's like what is this the youngest one is four so she doesn't know what that means and even the the middle one so only the older one would have any kind of reaction and she was already just in the mood where it was like "Eh, everything sucks this all sucks i'm not gonna have a reaction over anything like I definitely it definitely showed like how um you know he still has a lot to learn when she burnt her mouth on the uh oh god hot cocoa because it's like I know I I've had kids that age and you know how you make hot cocoa for those kids it's like one third hot cocoa two thirds milk like that's how you yeah. do it and you just put a little bit of cut because they because little kids don't have that ability you know when I when you drink something hot you take that little tiny sip. And kind of let it yeah. cool on your lips the and then kind of pick sip. back in. Yeah. <laughs> and even when you start to drink it, you're like, okay, well, this is hot enough. This is cool enough to drink, but I can't just take like a huge swig of it. They just, when they get a cup, just knock it all the way back. That's all they know oh how to do. Oh, my gosh. And so Good it's like, they're oh, they're not God. drinkers. My goodness. <laughs> well, they'll get there. Sometimes. Oh. So, yeah. To be fair, sometimes some people don't outgrow that. And that's exactly how they drink, too. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, God, this is bad when she just starts, like, screaming and crying. And then the other one started crying just because. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is this is bad. Yeah. And he did nice. He had, like, the Cinderella cage thing for him. And they actually yeah. seemed to get on board with it a little bit when he was like, I have rings for you, too. And they were like, ooh. Ooh, we get something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I definitely think he did a good job. Although it was clear that. Taylor doesn't know that he talked to Bobby about it, I guess. Like, that didn't come yeah. up because she was like, oh, I'm really nervous to tell Bobby. And it's like, well, the dramatic Bobby irony knows like, it's coming. Bobby already knew. Yeah. So maybe she was yeah. like, I expect her to say no. But I don't think Bobby was expecting her to say no. Right. I mean, when she first said no, they try to cut it like, oh, yeah. she's saying no. But then it was just like, no, just kidding. Of course I will. I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. 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 I think it's funny that he's trying to get Bobby to move into the garage. I don't really understand how that's different from her just having her room. Unless he's trying to make it so that the girls don't have to share. I mean, that maybe. I mean, I think it would actually be if he did it right. Now, will he be able to do it right is a very, very open question. But if you do it right, you can almost turn that garage. Garages are big. You can almost turn it into like an in-law suite, right? Yeah. And that would be more comfortable for everybody involved if like – you know, it was more of an in-law suite and not like her in the bedroom, like attached to the living room, like, which right. is, like where she was. She's like in that, like almost like a, it's supposed to be a den or something. And it's like, yeah. And then he could split up the girls. He could give the, you know, oldest girl her own room, which would probably go a long way on getting her to care about something. Oh, gosh. 
I don't know. They need they they need a bit of like I don't know attitude adjustments a little bit because just to how they've been sassing their mom it's yeah. very clear and I think even Taylor had mentioned sometime during the season that she recognizes that she has been way too permissive with the girls and it was because she just felt that they were given a shitty hand because their father died yeah. and so she was just like well you know this is how I dealt with the grieving is just let them have whatever they want and now she's dealing with these let, brats. not just let them have whatever they want let them yeah. talk to me however they want right yeah right because that that like because even I wouldn't even be like I, I definitely agree, or I know it even said it. I don't think that yelling at them or, you know, punishing them for, for mm-hmm. doing those kind of things, which are doing like the no one cares, is really the right solution. Because it does make sense. They've had a lot of trauma in their life. Yeah. That there, there's going to be issues there, right? But like just things like if you say if, – if a girl tells me no one cares, I want to be like, wow, that really hurt my feelings. I was trying to mm-hmm. show you something interesting. You know, I was thinking about you and and, and just to hear that like – not only do you not care, but you just assumed everybody else doesn't care. That made me feel bad. Like, I don't yeah. know that they know they can make people feel bad. Right. <laughs> you know? And it's just like – and they just were trying to get what their feelings out there. And it's like – and that kind of idea of it, like, no, what you said actually does. Because – and the other thing, too, is they have to stop pretending like adults. Like, they don't feel bad. Like, you right. – I, I do care how you think. And I am trying to do something nice for you. And to hear that you're just not, not just ungrateful about it, but openly disdainful of it makes me feel bad. Like even if yeah. you are nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some good parenting there, Mr. O. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've probably dealt with this. <laughs> well, it, uh, so the biggest thing we did is like, we dealt with it on a much smaller scale. Cause the, the biggest yeah. thing we didn't like was when they would get food and say, this is gross. And I'll be like, Ooh. I'm enjoying this food. I prepared this food. Like, yeah. you can tell me you don't like it, and that's okay. You can't tell me it's gross. That's that's rude. Like, it's rude yeah. and mean. And that's where I think, feel like she was going to. So, you know, that's jumping from um, good parenting to uh, bad parenting. Let's go to Lacey <laughs> and Antoine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so... Lacey and Antoine are on their way to Christy's house for dinner. And since the cirrhosis diagnosis, they're thinking she's probably going to be sober this time, which is a change. So when they get there, they're first met by um, Antoine's three siblings and they sit down for Chinese food. So everyone asks how, you know, how are things going with Lacey and Antoine? And while Lacey's kind of starts talking about, you know, her side of her side of what's going on, Antoine just like whips out his phone. And then, you know, Christy gives him a hard time about it and everybody else gives him a hard time about it. And he's like, uh, I don't like these questions. So he goes outside for a smoke and, you know, is feeling kind of nervous because everybody jumped down his throat just for like, like my phone. Because it was also beyond the phone. They're like, hey, do you want to put down your phone and listen? He was like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to this shit. Like, yeah. it's pretty rude. So anyway, inside, while he's outside smoking, Christy ties, tries to tell Lacey while sober the things she tried to tell her while she was drunk. And that's kind of like she wants to kind of get a gauge if Antoine's acting right around her because last week when he was there, she like kind of saw it. He was like had like a robo texting routine of like texting 50 different women. <laughs> Good oh, morning. God. <laughs> like this. She's like she sent the same. He like copied and pasted it and sent the same text message to every single one of them. Um, and and it's also including he's, you know, back talking with one of his exes. So she says, you know, I'm sorry to say it, but my son's kind of a dirtbag. And uh, 
<laughs> Lacey isn't sure what to think because she's still kind of like, well, is this true or are you just trying to like put a wedge between us and split us up? So in the car afterward, Lacey brings up what Christy told her about Antoine messaging 50 different girls every morning. And this is what I didn't understand at all because Antoine's like, well, you know, I didn't want to hurt your feelings, but clearly there was a miscommunication. Yeah, I didn't know what he meant by that, too. And then doesn't elaborate on what he meant at all. And she's like, well, I just feel like you shouldn't be talking to other women. He was like, I told you it was a miscommunication. I was like, you didn't. What does that mean? I know. I put that down, too. I was confused. I was like, what does he mean by that? Does he? Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe I thought maybe he was trying to say, like, oh, that's not what happened. My mom misunderstood. Or if it's just saying, I actually, it was a miscommunication if you thought I was uh, meant to be faithful to you. Sorry. Yes, like, that's, on that's you. how I kind of like assumed because I was like, that's the only thing that really made sense to me. But right. that also right. seems weird. So then Lacey gives it a whole thing about how she doesn't feel like he's doing anything to show her that he loves her, even though he keeps saying, well, I do love you. But, you know, and then she's like, well, how are you showing me? And his answer is, well, I haven't shown you I don't love you. <laughs> So, and he just wishes Lacey would stop being, quote, all stupid and crazy, uh, but he would be happier. So then she rants and raves at him for a while. When they get back to the house, he immediately gets out of the car, tears off all the mics, and tells producers they got to go. So after that, though, we find out that they just refused all other filming. So we get a bunch of B-roll while they manage to get Lacey on the phone. And she's just like says she's walking on eggshells and accepting things she wouldn't otherwise accept from him. Because, you know, she's kind of worried about him relapsing in terms of addiction. Uh, then we get the bombshell in the closing credits. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lacey's pregnant and they're expecting right. a child in 2022. <laughs> of no- oh, in November. my gosh. Yeah, it's supposed to be later this year. So it means that they only got pregnant like a few months ago. But right. yeah, I love how it's just like a random title card. Yeah. Well, because they didn't have any of the filming. The fil- they kicked the film crew out. And they couldn't get that. Yeah. And so they had like a title card with like a sonogram picture. It was like, oh, shit. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we think he's back in jail? I thought we heard he uh, went to jail, back to jail relatively quickly. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, I'd have to look it up again. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we thought he went back to prison. So, oof. This seems yeah. bad. And then also, I don't know this if this was ever mentioned, but Reddit seemed to like keep on reminding everyone else. She has four kids already with her ex-husband. Oh. Maybe. I, I Maybe it was. It, it might have been mentioned offhand at the beginning. Yeah. But we've also – we've definitely had people who had kids that we didn't know about. Uh, like what was it? Sean and uh, – what was her name? The first one, not the newer one. Destiny? Oh, Destiny having kids. Yes, yes. We obviously knew Sean had a crap ton of kids. But right, but we didn't yeah. know Destiny had kids on show. Like, we figured that out, like, you know, social media. I think she mentioned it later, like, in the next yes, season or something. in the second season, sure. Yeah, what's kind of funny, too, is Lacey's, what, 38, 39? So she's got to have, like, minor children, Yes, yes. If she has four. If she has four, yeah, you could expect the oldest one might be, you know, in their early 20s. But, like, you know, yeah. other than that, there's going to be somebody – even if you start at tw- having a 22-year-old, if you had four right. in a row, right, in four years, you're down into – you're down to 18, right? Yeah. So there's going to so be minor children. she's got to have some kids. 
And where are they living? Because it didn't seem like in that house that she had. And why would you want any of your minor children living with a felon? I, I mean, you're going to – no matter how you shake it, you want that felon to be a part of their life. Yeah, right? that's true. Whether he's living with them or not. I just – man, based on where he is right now that we've seen on the show, it's hard to imagine a worse candidate for fatherhood. <laughs> That Antoine. Yes, I agree. Um, I just, I, I do want to give him some kind of empathy and understanding of the fact that, you know, he really does have anxiety in social situations given mm-hmm. his prison situation. Sure, sure. Right? And he even, he, he's repeatedly said, like, being in prison has made me awkward. And I believe that. And uh, but at the same time, it's like, do you want that awkward guy around your children? Yeah, and not only know. that, he just he just repeatedly, anytime he is kind of put into a situation where he's has to do what he doesn't want to do, mm-hmm. he gets very withdrawn, right, and and kind of rejects the whole situation out of hand, and that's pretty much all of parenthood, especially at the very beginning, is like, hey. You know all that stuff you want to do? You can't do any of it. None of it. Like, you're doing this now instead. Like, yeah. I could see him very, very easily not reacting well to the feeling trapped like that. And it's definitely not the stress you want to put on somebody who's a recovering addict. Right, right. Yeah. This – it just all seems like poor, poor life decisions one right after the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Okay, uh, so we had the bombshell with Lacey and Antoine, and then we kind of had, like, a weird bombshell with Kayla and Martell. So Kayla and Martell are having a home confinement party since Martell is on home confinement for two months. His mom and two cousins come by. Tile, Martell's cousin, who actually kind of tried to ship Kayla and Martell, is there, and he takes Martell aside to talk about his future wedding to Kayla. Martell just kind of laughs it off and says he's not rushing into anything. Martell says that uh, Kayla should be lucky to be with him because he's the catch. Meanwhile, Bobo is trying to teach Kayla how to use her feminine wiles to tame Martell. Bobo thinks it's weird that they're not in the honeymoon phase and wonders how much patience is Kayla going to have for Martell in the future. After everyone leaves, Kayla and Martell head to the bedroom for the thing that they do best. Mm-hmm. Kayla is looking forward to the future and blessings. Martell thinks that their shared love of God will keep them together. But, and this is the bombshell I was talking about, during his interview, Martell gets a mysterious call from who he says, Anna. And the producer asks, who's Anna? And he said, well, I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah. In the update card, Kayla still wants babies and a proposal, but... Martell has no intention of proposing in the future. Near future, I don't know. Mid-future, he has no plans. Yes, no plans. Right. No plans. No plans of proposing. So who the hell is this Anna and why are they just telling us now? It seems like that could have been a storyline in itself. And it just seems really weird that this season just ended so abruptly. And things like this, you're going to now drop on us that there's an Anna in the mix. It seems to me like production could have just like left that part out, tied up like nice little, put a little bow on it or something like Kayla Martell done. But I don't understand why they're throwing in this Anna girl. Like, 
when it's like there's literally the last, nothing the after. Literally last, literal last scene we see him is the last right. thing we see of him is who's this Anna? And yeah. bit, but might just have been you know their hand was forced because I think he was definitely trying to keep Anna away from production because it all came up because he was like oh shit I forgot to put it on silent right yeah and then because it came it came up there but I don't know I also think it's kind of a tease for the next season right because we did you see, think they're going to be on it I did see a commercial for yeah that the, it looked like it was for life after lockup right yes and which I think starts in June by the way I think I saw a date it's like June 6th or something oh so not very far at all okay yeah so we but whatever but, it is about a month but yeah. it's a month. Oh, away. it's a month. Yeah. It's a month. So it said this summer, but I was like, but it, it man, I, I didn't pay that close attention to it, but it looked like it was basically all the same couples from the season. Like, like just, oh, really? just taking a month break on this season and then coming back and calling it life after lockup. Um, huh, now I don't, obviously, obviously minus probably Lacey and Antoine who stopped filming this season. So they won't be back. You'd imagine. And maybe Indian, maybe Indian Harry. Harry. Yeah. Well, they are still talking, but yeah, I just don't yeah. know. They're long distance, and it's a whole thing. Rick and, and Radine probably, unless probably. we have Radine and I don't Kay. know that one. That one seemed pretty. We'll get to it, but it, that one seemed pretty final. But it did say like he's talking to her, trying to talk. Uh, no, it said he didn't. Hook, he did not yeah. contact her again. Well, she seems to think that. Nah, yeah. just give it time. He'll come around. But you can definitely have Kevin and Tiffany back, right? You yeah. definitely have Taylor and Chance back. So. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of them. I, I think this is kind of our hook and tease for for them coming back on Life oh. After Lockup. Okay. Let me also clarify. I now am feeling like I may have gotten my dates mixed up because I was also at the same time looking up when Seeking Sister Wife was coming back. And so <laughs> the June 6th might be Seeking Sister Wife. So okay I, don't hold me to the june 6th date either life after lockup or seeking sister wife are coming back fair enough fair enough i don't know it just it 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 seemed like it, i was on the i was on the family side with this so it was like how are you already fighting like aren't you just like yeah. guys like but they're I, always fighting they're always but i think part of it is is i think they're that kind of couple that's just really hooked on makeup sex and so yeah, you can't have makeup sex like if you it. don't fight. Like things got to right. be – and just have to have those heightened emotions to, to do it. But I also feel like given the time frame we've had here, have you given a shot to just regular sex and not makeup sex? Because I feel like I it's know, all right? just been makeup sex. Well, I think the other issue is that clearly Martel has a heightened sense of self – worth you know like yeah. he just he thinks and i think it comes off this way he thinks that he's better than kayla yes and he treats her as such yes and so it's not that weird for her to get the feelings that she's being disrespected because he looks down on her and that's so bizarre to me he's like i'm the catch in this relationship you know like i'm so much better than kayla it's just like where are you getting this from yeah, I don't know where he gets it from. He is very, very full of himself and clearly yes. treats Kayla with his like, whatever, you got to give me what I want because you're lucky I let you hang around. Yeah, yes. And I think that's such an issue, you know, it's mm -hmm. like because if you're not going to see her as an equal, this is why you're going to continue at the root of it having these arguments. Right, right. And he definitely doesn't if he has this Anna, like, I don't know, maybe Anna's my next one. Maybe maybe you didn't do enough for me and, and, and now yeah. it's Anna's turn. Or maybe, I deserve better than you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 
crazy because she works like really hard for him. But that's not what it's about. It's not about like putting in the effort for him. It's about other stuff. I can't say I know what, but because yeah. I don't think I've ever had a relationship where I was like that kind of attitude. Like, oh, you're lucky. Right. You're lucky I let you hang. You're lucky I let you be in this relationship. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. So speaking of people who think they're lucky to be in a relationship, let's go. I'll go Chaz and Bramwin. So Chaz and Bramwin are getting some of her stuff out of storage. And, you know, they kind of touch on consummating the marriage because that hasn't happened yet. And they have a small discussion slash argument in the car about the level of affection he's been getting from her. He kind of says some like nagging things like she's like, I love you. He's like, I love you, too. Good to hear you say it once in a while. And it's like, yeah. so the storage unit isn't really a storage unit so much as it's her friend Courtney's garage. And Courtney, in this case, mm-hmm. is a guy. So, like, it's another guy friend. And, of course, you know, Chaz is trying to get used to this idea that she has guy friends that are all physically larger than him. I think that's a big part <laughs> yeah. of it. Well, I mean, he's on the short side. Almost every guy is going to be physically larger than him. Yeah, but I definitely think it's a it, – it, you know, a lot of short guys have this complex anyway of always being the shortest yeah. guy. But I think it's definitely worse for him in this relationship because it's like, wait, you've never been with a short guy before. Like, am I going to be good enough for you because I'm not your mm-hmm. type, right? Like, yeah. and, and so I, I kind of get get that a little bit more. So anyway – at some point, you know, Chaz and Courtney go off to have a conversation that does not go well because Chaz specifically asks him, you know, maybe stop texting uh, Branwyn so much or like ease off. Yeah. Um, like and Courtney is like, yeah, this guy's a pretty weak dude and Branwyn's going to chew him up and spit him out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And then outside, we kind of bounce back and forth a little bit. So outside, Branwyn is talking to, I guess, uh, Courtney's partner, um, Jessica. And, uh, you know, she says, like, it's not going so great because, you know, every time she mentions a guy or or anything like that, she, he's Chaz is always does that. Is there anything I have to worry about? It's like, which? Yeah. So she does not liking his insecurity and his jealousy. So Chaz is also not doing a great job about his jealousy and insecurity when he's talking to Courtney because he's like, yeah, you know, it's I'm not jealous. I just want to, you know, keep. You know, her old life, you know, I want to get, you know, change kind of who she's hanging out with. So he's like, oh, so I'm trash. Is that right? Is that what I'm saying? So <laughs> outside, though, back to Jessica. Jessica's like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. Maybe you shouldn't move to Kentucky for him. We got all these all your support here. So now Bramwin's starting to feel a little bit um, conflicted because her daughter and now her friend want her both to stay. So after Courtney's, they go back to the hotel where Branwyn wants to want to consummate the marriage uh, because she knows it'll make Chaz feel more secure in the relationship. But it does not go well. So Chaz does seem to be trying his best to give her all the time and patience she needs and not pressuring her at all, which he doesn't do. But she's still a bundle of nerves. She says she wants she wants it to happen, but this is where it kind of gets mixed up in her addiction because every other time she's had sex, she's been high. And she doesn't know, like, what she's doing, how to do it, and it just feels really awkward and not natural to, for her. Mm. So then it, you know, it gets so bad that she more or less has a panic attack, like trying to do this. So she loses it, and Chaz does her be- does his best to calm her down, and it's like definitely stuck in that in between stage where it's like, well, I don't want to, I want to comfort her, 
but I don't want to touch her because clearly touching her is what's kind of setting this off. So like doesn't know what to do, but he's super patient. She appreciates it. And instead of actually doing anything, they just take her back home. So, you know, because of how patient and and he's being with her, she says it's going to be a hard decision for her, whether she goes back to Kentucky or stays in Portland. Now the title card, she's still stuck in Portland for her, um, you know, parole. And it says that she doesn't have um, her PO's permission to move to Kentucky yet. So we still don't know where that's going to land. So, geez, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you, I mean, do you think she's going to end up going to Kentucky after this or? I can't see her going to Kentucky after this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think her reconnecting with her daughter, reconnecting with her friends, kind of seeing the support that she has in Portland will keep Mm -hmm. her there. I feel that she made these decisions with Chaz because she felt that she didn't have that kind of support in Portland. And she felt that the friends that she did have in Portland were ones that were going to be a bad influencer influence on her because they were mostly involved with her like drug habits Mm -hmm. but she does have friends that aren't involved in that lifestyle like she has her friend courtney she has her friend jessica she has arian uh so is i just i feel like she is not going to feel a need to be there with Chaz. it would be really interesting to see if their relationship is the same as it was like when she was in prison because they were talking about, they talked every day. They were video chatting every day. And so it's like, but you're in prison. What else do you have going on? You know? So now that she's out of prison and she has the freedom to be more social with like people that she's, you know, comfortable with her friends and family, people that she loves. It'd be interesting to see if her relationship with Chaz is still the same level of contact and communication. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's going to help Chaz's insecurity, right? Um, oh, my God. He was so insecure and so needy. It was such a turnoff. Yes, yes. He's super insecure, super needy. And when she's in prison, he could be pretty confident that, oh, well, at least yeah. I know where he is. We've seen that. People specifically go yeah. after these relationships because – their insecurity and their jealousy is kind of taken care of by knowing like, well, I know where they are. I know what yep. I know where they are. Right. And so, yeah, once she can go out and, and, you know, do stuff and he, he, it's, it's frustrating because he is doing just a, he wants to try to hide it and is doing an awful job of doing it. Like, Oh, who right. is that you were talking to? Who is that a friend? Like he tries to sound like he's trying to be just interested in her life. But is like yeah. obviously like, no, I know why you want to know this. And it's not because like he's just the kind of jealous person who is trying to sound curious instead of being like, well, who is that you were talking to? But he's still asking who is that you were talking to, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought what Courtney said was really funny. He was like, oh, so until you're more secure, I can't message her. And I was like, <laughs> right. mm, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I can't talk to my friend until you're more secure. Okay, that's how it works. And, yeah. and, and I it, was like, oh, that's like pretty insightful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, I definitely am on, I'm definitely on team Courtney on that. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, she's my friend. He, they specifically said, we never dated, we never did anything. And it was one yeah. of those things where once you've been friends with somebody for years like that, and we've said it before, like, mm-hmm. if something was going to have happened, it would have happened. It would have happened. 
right? And so it's not. And so, yeah, just his continuous like, well, you know, um, his like kind of nice guy stuff. It's 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 starting to grate, and and I don't know how long how much longer she's going to be able to take it. Um, depending on how he does with with the move to Kentucky and the pressuring her to move to Kentucky, because to me the the biggest deal, and this is because I'm a parent, is the daughter. Like I finally have a chance yeah. to like actually reconnect and be right. a mom to my daughter, and now I'm just supposed to move halfway across the country. I I, I couldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, and I get that the daughter is of legal age where she doesn't have to live with her sure. mom, but right. she missed out on so much of her life. You would think that she would want to reconnect with her daughter, even if it's not in like a traditional mother-daughter, like I have to take care of you relationship. Yes, and it's not like I'm not raising – you're not raising her anymore, right? Yes, but right. to be there yeah. as as something – Somebody like it's somebody yeah. that you want you you feel bad that you didn't have the relationship with, but you have a chance to right. not necessarily fix that, but to build something different, right? And and yeah, yeah, I don't think you can turn that down. I don't think you can just turn your back on that, right? Which is why I just don't see her moving to Kentucky. No, it's just I don't see him moving to Portland either. So I don't know how this. No, I definitely don't. Actually, I could kind of see him moving to Portland. I don't know what's keeping him in Kentucky. His sister's there, right? Because we saw him talk to his yeah. sister at the beginning. But I don't know. I just – I could see him moving out there at least like temporarily, you know? Like not giving up his house just could or you, anything like that. Could you imagine your your partner just like every time you texted in front of him was like, so who was that? So who was that? So who was that? <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> that would be a yeah, lot, it's a right? Lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just assume it's always my parents. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I know it's essentially be like it's the dude I'm fucking. What do you want me to say? Like, like. <laughs> I know, right? I, I feel like I would if I was gonna be sneaky, I'd do a better job at it. Yeah, if it was, if it, prom, I promise you, if it was somebody you had to worry about, I wouldn't be doing it in front of you. <laughs> right? Oh, my goodness. Okay, uh, speaking of, you know, things that people don't know, let's talk Rick and Radine. So things are not going well with Rick and Radine. Uh, Radine thinks that if Rick had just left her alone, let her chill, you know, hadn't asked questions or pressured her, things would be going better. She talks with her stepmom, Judy, and tells her that Rick and her are just not compatible. Judy thinks that Rick is a good man and he's good for her. Radine mm -hmm. says she doesn't want it to work because she's in love with someone else. She says her heart is with Kay and then breaks it to Judy that she's actually married to Kay. Ends up that they got married by proxy when Radine was in the halfway house. So it really hasn't been that long. Judy asks why she hid it and Radine says she just wasn't going to tell anyone until Kay was actually out of prison. Radine doesn't want Rick to think she was using him, which is why she hasn't told him. Judy then starts crying and Radine says that she only did it so that she could be there for Kay and not make her feel like she had been abandoned. Judy insists that she should tell Rick, but Radine doesn't want to. During the commercial break, we randomly see Rick singing karaoke to his dog and roommate, Ramona. He just wants to express his heart through song. Later, Radine calls up Rick to get together. Rick questions their relationship and Radine asks what was he expecting? Rick says he was expecting that they followed through with the plans that they had been making, and he was feeling like he, she was done before she got out of the halfway house. 
He says they didn't even try, though Radine says they did. Radine then breaks it to him that she's married to Kay. Radine says she's not what he deserves, and Rick agrees. And now everything is starting to make sense to him. The timeline and her attitude. Radine tells him she's sorry through some tears. Rick tells her that she's hurt him and tells her to just take care. Radine says it might turn out the same way for her with Kay, and Rick says that he doesn't wish this hurt on anyone. Radine still thinks she has Rick as a backup, and she doesn't think Rick will ever leave her alone. Rick says he doesn't date married people, except that one time that he had permission from the husband. Uh, so in the update card, we find out that Radine is uh, still living with her parents and she's planning on it until Kay's release, which is sometime between 2024 and 2036. Oh, jeez. And Rick is currently single. So, yeah. 2024 is not an unreasonable time. But if it was like this unknown from 2024 to 2036, that is a long ass time. That actually seems like, you know. When we say the cruel and unusual punishment, that that seems cruel. You'll be in jail somewhere knowing. between two and twelve years. Like, yeah, the not knowing. Yeah, right. Like that's a very. You'll either get out when you're thirty or when you're forty-two. Like that's a big difference. Well, okay, but could it be the case that they really is? Oh, you're in for twelve years, but you're up for parole in, in two. Yeah, I, I just, right. And then you can continue doing parole, you know, every yeah, if two I was, years or if something. If I was designing a, puni- a pu- punitive system from the ground up, I would not have, maybe we'll let you out. Depends on what. Whatever we feel like. Like, that's bullshit. Like the that's, parole board. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't Well, like I mean, I think if they system. expressly say, if they expressly say, like, okay, 12 years. Like, you should consider anything less a gift, right? And I feel yeah, like that well, may be what's happening. I mean, that that goes beyond 12 years is mm-hmm. kind of – not kind of. That's really, really big punishment. That's a – I know. What'd she do? But they're in Texas too. I, I get the I get the impression that Texas has um, the stricter laws, maybe harsher, harsher punishments. punishments. I don't know maybe, why I yeah. have the impression – I, I definitely know. have that. But it just seems like 12 years in prison for anything but like rape and murder for me sounds like just absurd. Like it just sounds so harsh. Um, but yeah. that aside, that aside, um, like I thought Rick took it really well like in terms of so how too. he handled it. Like that. I mean, yeah, a part of it was but because I- it was like. It makes sense now. I get it. Like, I didn't understand what was going on before, and now I do. Right. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me at all because – and I agree with Rick because Radine is like, I tried. And Rick was like, no, you didn't because Rick is talking about from the time that, you know, he picked her up from the halfway house, got to spend, like, a couple days with her to the time that, you know, they were out of the halfway house. She was already married by then. Yes, so, yeah, she wasn't trying. She didn't give a shit if she lost Rick at that point. Right, right. And she was kind of stringing him along. But, yeah, to say you tried, yeah. no. You were already no, – I, I agree with you. You were Rick. already married. She did like, not try. That, that, yeah. Because yeah. we she, we said that to us. We, we found out when she came home for Thanksgiving, you know, I even made a point of saying, oh, so when you were here for Thanksgiving, you were already married? And I was like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, she didn't try. And she can – I think yeah. she wants to justify in her head to make herself less of the bad guy. To say she did yes, try, I but 
I really mm-hmm. do think she pushed him away. And and she, you know, was totally misleading him all the time because she like he was like, yeah. we had these plans. You were going to move in here. And she acted like they didn't have those plans. Right. She acted like they didn't have yeah. those ideas. And he was like, but we definitely did. And you're pretending yeah. we didn't. And so – yeah, and so I thought it was ridiculous when she was like, well, what were you expecting? Well, for you to follow through with what you said. Yeah. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, it's not unreasonable, especially because the whole time he didn't just not know that she was married to Kay. He didn't know Kay existed. She told him that after right. she got out. So, yeah, I expected yeah. him to not be with somebody else the whole time. Like, that's not yeah. a ridiculous expectation on my part. You know, it's not like I was asking for the moon when I was like – thought I was in a relationship with someone who said we were in a relationship and my expectation was that they weren't married to someone else like <laughs> yeah it really bothers me when people set their own expectations for other people mm-hmm. and then don't follow through you yes. know he wasn't the one who said oh you you have to live with me and then she's just like okay like i doubt it went down that way right I'm right. sure he asked her and she set the expectation, okay, I will move in with you. Because it it's her free will, like it's her decision. But to say one thing and to do something else, yeah, people are going to be disappointed because they were making plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. They were. And I mean, I thought yeah. it was really mature of him to just be like, well, she might do the same thing to me. And he was like, I hope she doesn't. Like, I wouldn't wish this on yeah. anybody. That was nice. That was that was. An ad- it was adult and mature of him. I wouldn't say it's like sweet right. or anything, well, but it was like uh, he is a mature man. <laughs> yes, at fifty something, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, it just it was interesting to me that rating was like Rick's never gonna give up, and then it seemed like at least the impression I got in the title card that Rick is not reaching out to her. So I don't know right. what. In what world she thinks that she still has Rick on a string and that's why she can kind of yo-yo him around. Right. But Rick seems to be out of there. Yeah, he does. I mean, it definitely seems that he was like – as soon as she told him, he was like, oh, so this is over. Okay, moving okay. on. Yep. Which is, again, something we – something I like to see. Like, you know, it then you broke up with somebody and you you stay broken up. And so I – yes. It's good because I, I think it's just a it's a hard line difference for him. It's not like, ooh, maybe I can, you know, move my way up and get myself up in the partner rankings, which he was trying to do before. It's been like, oh no, this game is already over. Like that's that's a that's a different story now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. So people who are still jockeying their partner rankings around is Indy and Harry. God. Well, just Harry. But so anyway, we're back to after Harry got kicked out of the car when Yolanda was in there. So Yolanda calls Indy, who, you know, she got beat to it by Harry. So Indy already knows that <laughs> the Harry's side of the story, how uh, your mom asked me a bunch of questions and then kicked me out of the car. Uh, so then Yolanda goes back to Lydia's to talk to Indy. So Indy doesn't really feel sorry for him. And Yolanda tells Indy about, you know, all he was doing was making excuses, shifting blame to Indy and all that kind of stuff. So Yolanda has a solution, though. Just come back to Maryland and we'll have your spiritual divorce party and you can care about Harry all you want from there. So that's her that's her advice, at least. And then she leaves to let Indy figure out what to do. So it seems like she took the advice because the next time we see them, Nakoa is happy to finally, finally be going back to Maryland where um, and, and while Indy is trying to get in touch with Harry and also packing her packing up her stuff in the most annoying way possible. Just like throwing unfolded clothes into a bin. It's like one at a time. Like that's her packing. 
So anyway, she's just she's she's getting ready to leave, and there isn't really a chance to say goodbye to Lydia and her kids because they're not there. What she's upset about because she's really grown attached to them as well. So while she's packing up the car, she finally gets in touch with Harry, and she tells him, "Hey, I'm on my way out." So he's gonna come over for a minute. So he thinks it's very childish of Indy to like you know be wasting his time and also to be you know going and living with his mom because most people when they're teenagers uh, give their parents a break. I don't know if you know what he meant. Um, so they sit down on the couch to talk about it. And he was like, did you really think it was a good idea to have your – to bring your mom out to ask me questions? And she was like, well, maybe. Did you think it was a good idea to cheat on me? That's kind of the first thing that happened. So yeah. – and then he was like – then he said, well, what did you want me to do? Get you pregnant? And she's like, I don't – That makes no sense. No, that doesn't make any sense. But you know what? She doesn't even try to turn it into a fight because – She's already done with a relationship and she takes off her spiritual ring and spiritually throws it on the spiritual ground because her spiritual <laughs> husband is gone. I don't know. So then next thing we see is Harry cooking breakfast, which – okay. I'm going to stop on cooking breakfast. He was like floating frying eggs in like a huge thing of – have you ever cooked eggs like that? Like no, he was frying it, eggs it was weird. in like two inches of oil. Like he filled a pan with oil and was frying eggs on top of it. Um, and also making a huge amount of rice for this breakfast. Yeah. So he tells us that when he thought – he thought when he got out of prison, everything was just going to like fall into place and fall into his hand. But as every adult knows, things don't work like that. And now he's actually trying to make something of himself. So it turns out the breakfast he makes was for Terry who for some reason is ordering him around and he's okay with that. Like – when anybody else orders him around, you know, he bucks. But this I know. Time, if Indy did that, oh, hell Yeah, no. Terry is like, so what are we doing today? You're going to go get your interview and you're going to get your license and you're going to do this. So anyway, he says it's mostly about her demeanor since Terry is always has a way of calming him down. But Indy just kept trying to irritate him. So anyway, then he calls Indy, who's back in Beltsville, uh, from the kitchen while Terry is in the shower. So we don't know if Terry knows he's still trying to call Indy. So she's hoping that life – she is hoping that life without her will make him desire her more, so she doesn't answer the phone. And it seems to be working a bit because, you know, Harry is still like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Now, on the title cord, we did hear that Harry's still reaching out, but now Indy is taking his calls. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. What do you? Yeah, I feel like she wasn't doing it in front of the camera just because she, like, didn't want to look like such an idiot. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, is is Harry just stuck in a permanent state, relationship state of wanting the person he doesn't have? I, Harry's just going to want everyone. I don't think it has <laughs> anything to do with, you know? And he is, I think the, the thing with Harry is that, and I think this is, not so uncommon, but it's like you kind of have to give more attention to the person that is like maybe one foot out the door. Right. right? Yeah. And so if he has Indy committed and he knows, he knows that he doesn't have to give her as much attention right now. But once Indy's gone, he's like, oh, crap, I need to keep that going. So then he's like, you know, spends a little bit more time and attention on her. The thing I think with Terry is Terry doesn't act all like needy like Indy. And it just seems like Terry has a lot of um, self-confidence. And so it's I think she's probably said, you know, along the lines of, well, make your decision, Harry. Like, I, you know, I will accept whatever it is. 
but it's me or, you know, and kind of not necessarily gave him an ultimatum, but something where he knows that he could lose Terry. Mm -hmm. And he likes that. Right. And so he's going to give that the most attention. I don't just I, I of all the people in the show and we talked about earlier, we talked about Antoine with his it was a miscommunication and be like, I don't mm -hmm. know what he's talking about. Harry just says yeah, things that I'm like, the hell was the point of that? I don't even understand. what. Right. How is that logically related to the topic at hand? I don't understand. Right. Like, like, oh, so you want to get pregnant? Uh, like, who said anything about that, Harry? Where did no you come one. up with that as something she wanted? Like, she's like, I, I wish you wouldn't cheat on me. He was like, oh, so I should have gotten you pregnant. It's like, that doesn't. What? You can, yeah. hey, you can still she cheat could on me. She could be pregnant. Guess what? <laughs> He's probably still cheating on her. That doesn't mean that. Right. It just, I just feel like, I guess he was trying to get at, I feel like you were trying to trap me into a relationship or things. It's just, everything is just so non sequitur. Like, he had that whole thing. It's like, usually people give their parents a break and that number starts with a one and it's a two digit number. What are you talking Ten. about? Like, is he trying to say that everybody's supposed to be an adult and live independent of their parents by the time they're 20? Yeah, I have no idea. I, I, is that what he was saying? Because he did, but only because he was in prison. <laughs> yeah. Last time I checked, he was still mooching off his older sisters, right. which they it, they very much implied were kind of like surrogate parents in a way. Right, right. And so he's like, he yeah, I gave, my, I gave my mom a break. And I was like, you're living with your sister. Like, that's not any. Yeah. He's like, I think it's childish she's going to move with the move with her mom. She should be a more of an adult and move in with her sister. That would be the way to do it. Right. And I'm pretty sure she probably is moving in with her sister anyway, because that's who she was living with before. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So I don't see how her situation's any different from your situation, Harry. Yeah. It's it, he just it, it, his logic just his brain does not work the same way mine does. And so he comes up with these connections and I'm like, that. What? How are those connected? I don't make it. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Did you hear what Indy said? Did you catch what she said when she was like, oh, I think the reason why I really fell for Harry is because I was in a really dark place when she met him and he helped me through it. And like, I kind of wanted to know what is this that we're hearing about? Because, you know, she went through some kind of trauma and he was there. It just seems like she was in a vulnerable place to get taken advantage of. And it's yeah. like, I feel like that would have explained more of why she was so like, I don't know, just unwilling to let go of this trash. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's just like, OK, this is the first we're hearing about it. Right. And we didn't. Yeah, we didn't hear anything that kind of happened before. I wonder what it was was going on that it's like because i mean and we just get stuck in the prison thing so everybody when they're on the phone on the you know messages sending letters from prison are just so much more communicative and yeah. thoughtful and things like that because they have nothing better to do <laughs> like they just, right. this is all i have to do so i guess i'll I give my mental effort to thinking about how to make you feel better but like and then once you're out it's just like what no uh, that's boring yeah all right, so let's move on to our last couple, uh, Kevin and Tiffany. Uh, barely a couple at the beginning because Kevin hasn't heard from Tiffany and he hasn't reached out either. But he says he misses her. He claims he hasn't technically done anything wrong, so, you know, things should be okay. He then caves and calls Tiffany and she asks what he wants. Kevin wants to have a sit down in person and he tells her he misses her. Tiffany is hesitant. She says she'll think about it. Kevin's friend Brady tries to get him to see things from Tiffany's perspective and points out that he moved her in, had sex with her. Of course, she's going to think they were exclusive in it in a relationship. 
Kevin tells us that maybe he's a sex addict because he's never been faithful, but maybe it's because he hasn't found the one. He says he can see himself growing old with Tiffany. Kevin thinks it's going to be really hard to stop talking to or get away from all the other girls he's been talking to. Tiffany ends up meeting with Kevin. She's surprised to hear that he misses her. She calls him out for lying to her. Tiffany says she expected him to cut off all the women he was talking to once she got out. He said that he was going to, but then she was acting away when she was in the halfway house. You know, bringing Curtis around and kind of acting distant. Kevin admits that he's had problems dating uh, with multiple women. Uh, Tiffany asks if he's willing to let go of all of that. He's hesitant and he uh, brings up that Tiffany has talked about having girlfriends before and he thought that maybe they could get another woman into the mix for both of them. Tiffany seems open to the idea because she just doesn't want to lose him. Tiffany asks what he thinks of the waitress and Kevin thinks that she might be a bit young and, you know, maybe they should work on their relationship first before they really take on another girlfriend. In the title card, they're still together and looking for a third, and Tiffany doesn't talk to Curtis anymore. Hmm. All right, so do you really think adding in a third person into this, whatever, I guess we're calling it a relationship, is a good idea? Of course not. Like, <laughs> I, and, and I'm, I'm, the, I'm definitely not one who is going to, like, you know, look down, you know, place judgment on people who are doing, like, their ethical non-monogamy or polygamy or whatever. That, if it works for you, it works for you. But it doesn't work to solve problems. Sure. Right? It, it, and the problem solve you're trying to solve here is trying to get someone to stop cheating. Yes. Especially when that's the problem you're trying to stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it's a very, very tricky thing to get right. It, it, it requires an intense amount of communication, an intense amount of trust, right? Which neither of these people have. <laughs> like they, right. they don't communicate yeah. well. They don't trust each other. Like and so, yeah. it, 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 I just don't see how it could possibly work. I don't either. I I just think this is a wild idea. It's I feel like it's kind of almost like a get out of free for Kevin. Yes. If he ever gets caught talking to another girl, Kevin will say like, "Oh well, I was just testing the waters to see if this would be our third. You know, it's just like oh. right, right. It's, maybe it, maybe it's just that that fig leaf of a thing that allows both of them to to kind of move on with like, well, yeah, you know, he does. He says that. I just was. I, I every time we have a scene like this, every time we see Kevin and Tiffany, I'm just so confused as to why so many people are into Kevin. <laughs> I am too. I was, I was thinking like, the same thing. Like, even when Tiffany was like, well, I don't want to lose him. I was like, why? Why not? Why? Because this man has a house and a car? Yeah, just every time he talks, I'm others. just like, there's not much going on between his ears, man. Like, he's just like, I don't know. I just want to. Yeah. Do I like sex? Yeah. Like, I don't. I've never seen him have, like, any, like, coherent, interesting thoughts about anything at all. Okay. Here's a thing that I don't know if I never noticed it or if they updated it. Because, you know, they have been known to update people's careers. Yeah. This time, I was like, truck driver since when? Kevin's a truck driver? That sounds like a career where you don't have to think at all. Like, that. I'm all bubbled. Yeah, with that. but did we know that is what I I'm don't trying know. to say. Maybe. 
Maybe. I feel like we didn't know that, but it came up on one of the title cards in this episode. And I was like, I feel like I didn't know he was a truck driver. This is weird. Why are they bringing it up now? Yeah, I hadn't. I don't know. I just didn't know. I, I, can't, I don't know if they had told us something else or if I just hadn't paid attention to what he did for a living. Because usually they bring it up, but yeah. it's a thing. I was just, I was just so confused because it was like, how is this? Why would this girl talk to him again? Right? Yeah. And then she does agree to talk to him and she talks to him for like three seconds and he's like, I don't know, threesome? And she's like, oh, okay, we're back in. And I was like, how did that work? Like, how is this your solution? <laughs> and how did she go into it? I don't understand what's going on here. Well, I mean, also I can see, you know, the whole, well, if you own a home and you have a car and you don't have those things, you're kind of like, well, that's an option, right? I guess it is, but she, she seemed like over. she was specifically really into him too and yeah, not I just know, his right? stuff and what he has. Although I did appreciate as the person who they, you know, made out as a guy who punched somebody out on the thing, how they did open the scene kind of trolling him because him and his friend were like really struggling to get a keg <laughs> into a room. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's not as strong as he thinks he is. Okay. Right. <laughs> and then they end up forgetting like the tap and so they end up bottled Dude, beers. They anyway. have bottled beers anyway. <laughs> they just have two Coronas anyway. It's like, all right. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, so it's all so very confusing to me. But yeah. that's the last episode of the of the year. Yeah, of the season, sure. So that means we have power rankings. Yes. So yeah, as always, we start from the people we most like and then end yes. with the biggest trash people of the of the okay, season. Okay. So At- this I would say was probably one of my more difficult. It was ones. hard. It was hard. It was very difficult because I think there were flaws with everyone um number one for me had no flaws we didn't really see much of her but i also questioned her life decisions okay so my number one was branwin okay i was close my brand with my number two um okay so we could talk about branwin first like okay i yes her life decisions uh, they're not good. We're not good, right? And that's kind yes. of what what led us up to it. And and I think I just kind of knocked her down below my number one because we didn't see as much of her, and so we don't really but know the box. how many the box that was probably oh, one of the most thoughtful yeah. gifts we've the box ever was nice. seen on this. Yeah, the box was nice. So my number one was Taylor. Okay, so my number two was Taylor. Okay, so like, and I just feel like, and it was really just a function of we saw her being. We saw her being a really genuine person pretty much the whole time. Yes. Okay. So, yes, I actually was unsure about, you know, Taylor being first over Branwyn. The only reason why I put Taylor number two is the them kids, you yeah. know, and not because they were bad, you know, like I'm not saying that they're bad kids, but it it always concerns me. When someone is moving in their convict partner with a house full of small children. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it also hurt Branwyn too because if you're looking at which one is a better or worse mother, like Branwyn was not a good mother. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm not saying she was at all. But, you know, it's – yeah. I I mean Branwyn at least didn't – expose Arian to that but at the same time it's like what was the alternative like shuttling her off with a bunch of family members you know right yeah 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right. So who's your number three? So my number three was Chaz. Um, okay. I mean, yes. The the the. This is where we're getting to people who had definite flaws. Like everybody here and below, heavy heavy flaws, right? And his yeah. jealousy was a flaw, but. I mean, he was really trying to be a nice dude and not like a nice guy, like a nice guy, you know, like the the stereotypical, you know, nice guys just trying to get in your pants um, and then they're not nice anymore. But like mm-hmm. he was trying to be very thoughtful for her. It's just he had this annoying tendency to be super needy. Okay, so Chaz is actually very further down on my list, Interesting. interestingly enough. I Yeah, yeah. Um, so my number three was Kayla. I thought that Kayla was a little impatient, um, and she did yell, and that was not meshing well with her partner. Mm-hmm. Martell is not into yelling. But other than that, I thought she was mostly reasonable. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. She's a little bit lower because I didn't – I thought she was – started out – she got less reasonable as the season went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying she was completely reasonable all the time, but yeah. Yeah. mostly, yeah. All right. Who was your number three? So my number three was Chaz. My number four was yeah. Oh, my yeah. number four was Chance because okay, he had some bad impulse control issues when you're know, talking about about Bobby yes. getting angry at the beginning. Yes. But he and I, I'll leave him here, and you know maybe I should have made him three because he actually seems to be like, wow, I did things wrong. And I'm going to actually take active steps to try to make them better. Right, right. So Chance was actually my number five. Okay. There is something about Chance. And I think if you just look at all of his actions this season for what they are, yes, I feel like Chance is pretty high up there. You know, like, right, without the yelling and, you know, getting mad about because there was one episode where, you know, it was just like, ooh, chance, bad behavior, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is just something that was so genuine about him getting mad and something that just seems so fake otherwise. Okay. That I'm suspicious that that's, you know, he's putting on a front. He's, you know, trying to put out an image, especially because he's being filmed for TV. And there's something that's just not quite believable and authentic for me when I see that. And so I almost want to call shenanigans on it. And that's why he's a little bit lower for me at number five. Okay. Okay. So my number five was Kayla because I thought she was, I thought she was more unreasonable than you did, especially when she got on the rants and like didn't rein it back in. Right. She yells and then he's like, all right, chill out. And instead of chilling out, she's like, I'm not going to chill. You disrespected me. And just like yelled more. Like, it's just a mismatch on it. And it's just like, and just kind of, I know it takes two. And obviously the second person is lower on my list Mm -hmm. um, because she's up here first, but it takes two to fight. And it's a bad sign when you can't go like three days with the meeting each other without having really big blowups, like huge blowups. For sure. Okay, so we missed my number four. My number four was actually Rick. So I like Rick as a person. I think the things that I really, like, that bother me and why he wouldn't be higher is, like, at the end of the day, he's an old dude and he met Radine when she was 19. And that Mm -hmm. is, like, e. Okay, the other thing about Rick that, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, is he 
had good reason to be upset, but there were a couple instances where he just like lashed out. Like when he called Kay like the pet convict. And clearly he was upset about something, but instead of communicating that, he just kind of lashed out. And I think to Rick's defense, he did try to communicate that, but it just wasn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who he was dealing with was not responsive to, you know, his needs or his, like, what he was trying to tell her. And so I think that's why he got that frustrated and did that. But, you know, like I said, Rick is high up there because he seemed like an overall genuinely good guy. But the fact that rating was like 19 when he met her is the only reason why he's not at the top for me. Yeah. Yeah. Rick a little bit lower for me. We'll get to him when we get to him. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's one through five for both of us. Yes. Okay. Yep. One through five. So my number six was Lacey. Um, Okay. Because – I actually was kind of struggling to think of anything she she did remarkably wrong. And this is definitely a thing on how do you pick this partner? Like, seriously, this is a very poor choice on you that you got yourself this attached to someone who is not attached to you. And it's just all the signs of trouble are there. And you got pregnant by him. Like, that's. Yeah, well, the pregnancy for me, it (laughs) dropped her quite a bit. Because like I said, anytime you bring children into the mix, it's kind of like, okay, that's, you should not be picking partners over, you know, like bringing a life into this world and, you know, uh, just raising your kids a certain way. And uh, yeah, so she is further down for me. So my number six was actually Tiffany. Uh, I do genuinely believe that Tiffany brought Curtis in as a friend. I also believe that Tiffany knew that Curtis was interested in her and she was using that to her advantage to like get things like a ride, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, I don't really think that she was trying to necessarily replace uh, Kevin with Curtis. But I don't know. I don't know. So I just kind of had her in the middle because. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have I have thoughts. When <laughs> I get to <laughs> Tiffany. It's a bit lower. Yeah. All right. So um, my number seven, though, my number seven was Rick. Right. And there's a okay. couple of reasons I put him definitely lower. One is he keeps talking about wanting to whip his dick out all the time. Like, uh, yeah, which is concerning. Clearly a flasher, yeah. sure. <laughs> right? And so that one. And, but two, it's his like – like they kept saying like she was out of the halfway house for like a week and he had asked her like four times to move in. He was asking her literally every day, so when are you moving in? So when are you moving in? So when are you moving in? Uh, we discussed moving in. What are we doing that? What about Kay? What are we doing? And so it's just like – the worst kind, not the worst kind, a very bad kind of insecurity where it's like, mm. we've already talked about that. You know what the answer is. Why are you still bugging me about yeah. it? And then getting upset when you're upset. Like, and so I just think he's a very needy person, whereas he had the, he had yeah. some nice guy stuff going out there, but he was just too needy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number seven was Martel. Uh, you know, other than him nitpicking and like them all getting in fights and stuff, I mean, I'm gonna kind of ignore the whole Anna thing because we don't know what that is, right? You know, could be we don't know what that could is. Could be his, but could be his therapist that he's gonna go see, right? 
<laughs> I don't know. I feel like he would just say his therapist. It's someone that we doesn't know. It could be innocent. Yeah. You know, like in in the end. I mean, maybe not by his choice. He might still be trying to figure out if she is anything or not. Right. But, you know, I, I'm just going to stick him in the middle here. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so number eight for me, I was Indy. Um, yes, my number eight was okay, Indy. Okay, and it was – this is another one, just terrible partner choices. Like just awful yep, partner terrible choices. partner choices. Everyone is telling you otherwise. You're being super stubborn almost because you don't want to admit that you're wrong. And I really felt that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, well, I moved out here. Everybody kept telling me not to move to Ohio. So I can't possibly move back. And it's not until her mom comes in and, like, tells her what an idiot she is in person that she's kind of like, well. But it took a long time for her to finally get totally checked out. And I don't like the fact that the entire time she was doing this, she was living with her partner's sister. Yeah, mooching mooching off off of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then she has her daughter with them, too, which is just, like, also another thing with, like, moms. It's just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 All right, so number nine, my number nine, that's where I had Tiffany because – Okay. And it was two things because I think she totally set up this this Curtis um, thing. Like I think she was absolutely okay. using him, right, to get things mm-hmm. – th- th- just was. like you said. Like she wasn't interested in him at all. He, she, but she knew. But she knew he was interested in her. In her. Sure. And yeah, so she's I, getting yeah. stuff, brought him out, and then because kind of checked out on Kevin until he punched somebody out and was like, oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Now you're hotter. Let's go for that. Like, and then, yeah. and then did that weird, did the same weird 180 when he was like, uh, I don't know, maybe threesome. And she was like, Ooh, hey, hi, person that was cheating, <laughs> person that was talking to a bunch of women. Now I'm back on board. So just her weird, like back and forth toying with people. I didn't, I don't, I don't like it, and I don't, I don't trust her. So I put her down. Now, granted, again, she's the first person we mentioned this couple for me. So. You know. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, okay, so I put Chaz as number nine. Mm-hmm. The reason why Chaz is so much lower to me is, like, his insecurity. Like, um, it just – also, like, I know that they never ended up actually having sex, but I could see why she was kind of uncomfortable with him. He was, like, hanging on her from, like, day one and he's just coming at her tongue first all the time Mm -hmm. and it's just like uh like tongue first like gaping mouth is just like uh all of that and he he does seem like a genuinely nice guy but i would not be able to stand this dude for more than like a day like if he's like Mm -hmm. constantly like i love you i love you you're so great like needy constantly right and that thing she said when he when she said when she said it and when she does get the affirmation he's like oh it's about time like dude yeah yeah right so i mean to me it's not because he did anything super terrible Okay, it's just because he's annoying AF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do get that. What is with the tongue first, though? Like, you work your way up Uh, to – like, you start with closed mouth kisses and you work your way up to the tongue being involved. Like, it's not that hard. Tongue first, mouth open, like, just trying to suck her face, like, lick (laughs) – Like, his tongue is like the suction cup, and then he's just going to, like, suck. Yeah. It's just like, oh, stop. It's so uncomfortable to watch. I'll give you that. All right. So my number 10 was somebody who was – it's pretty decently lower than yours, and that's Martel. And it's it's similar to that. I just don't like him. 
He's an asshole. Yeah. He thinks he's better than everybody. Yeah. Even the fact that he, even oh, though he sure, just got yeah. out of prison, he acts like his yeah. presence. He's the catch. He's, not just to, not just to her. Like all of you are lucky that I'm even here yep. with you. Like, yeah. and he, the way he doesn't like open his mouth when he talks, and he gave her shit for the oven. He's just like I, I don't, I couldn't spend ten minutes with a guy without being like, yeah, you're right. Gone. And so yeah. he moves a lot. So that's why he's so much lower for me. Similar, similar thought process. Yeah. Okay, so my number 10 is Lacey. I just feel that she is making one mistake after another to almost justify the mistake she made before. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, she left her husband for Antoine. Yeah. Okay, so then it's like... So then she feels like, oh, I got to stick with this guy, right? Mm -hmm. And it just – and she admits, like, I thought Antoine was this person. That's why I left – you know, she didn't say why she left her ex-husband. But, you know, we know she did. And then she tries to make it seem like, oh, but he's not what I thought he was. So instead of leaving his ass, she just complains about him, doubles down, gets pregnant. It's just like I feel like – Everything was to justify the thing before because she didn't want to admit she was wrong. Yeah, I, I can see that. So now we're left here and we have our tens. Our magic. We, we did had different order. We usually are pretty closer on the order, but our bottom yeah. four are the same. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Uh, our uh, yeah top ten was all over the place, which usually you're right. We're pretty similar. Just with like maybe a couple spots, but yeah, there was definitely some vast difference there. But our bottom four, we all agree, terrible. Yes. So who is your number eleven? Uh, Kevin was number eleven for okay. me. Um, okay. Because I mean, oh, I mean, he's just terrible. He punched somebody out, and then like, and then like, yes. like he acted like, oh, I don't know, just punched. But he every time he mentioned, he's like, oh, that guy I had to beat up. Remember when I beat up that guy, a guy you brought over, and I beat the shit out of him, like. He was really Even pressed. Even though I ran away he was like really a baby thought I was going to get in trouble. for knocking that guy out. Like <laughs> very much so. And like didn't – but like I said, there's nothing going on in his head. I don't know why he manages to get all these women. I, and the only thing I could come up with was like there's like there's nothing going on up there. And I was like, well, I guess if you're a woman and there was nothing going on up there, that might be kind of attractive. <laughs> yeah, like there's not much going on up yeah. there either. Um, but like all the – Everybody and, – and the other thing too we have in common with all the people that are left, they're all unfaithful. They're all untrustworthy, right? Yes. And I just – at least this guy had his own house. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin was my number 12. Okay. So there was someone above him. Um, the thing that I thought that made Kevin a little worse than my number 11, who is Antoine, was Kevin and Kayla – really bothered me Mm. like he's trying to make it out like she's crazy he doesn't know why she's so obsessed with him yeah she just needs to go away and then we find out that he's sleeping with her once a week (laughs) and it's like you're the asshole dude right you just are i don't know why she thinks she has a relationship with me all we do is hang out on sunday nights and then fuck like well yeah that's why that's that's a relationship that's why she thinks she has a relationship with you Oh my gosh. And so that to me is what makes him worse than Antoine, who is my number 11. All right. So Antoine is an idiot. I mean, Kevin and Antoine are both idiots. Like, you know, Um, Antoine, he just wants to do what he wants to do. He's incredibly selfish. He decides, I want a face tattoo. I'm going to face tattoo. Stupid idiot move, but, you know. Um, He 
doesn't bring much to the table at all. Uh, we don't really know if he was cheating, but he's definitely like doing something. I just, yeah, I don't like the guy. He creeps me out. I mean, I, I'm gonna give him something for like, you know, having a lot to deal with. Dealing with his drunk mom who's sick, mm-hmm. you know, and having to, you know, be in the hole. I mean, granted, the hole was all repercussions of his own behavior. Right. But, you know, he he's dealing with a lot right now. So, I don't know. A little higher than Kevin. So, I went the other way. I have Antoine at 12. Um, and it, part of it is because he has a little bit of that Martell attitude. Well, you're lucky I'm yes, in this relationship. Like, pff, I'll just leave. If you don't like it, pff, I, we I can don't be done. Get it. I find Antoine very unattractive. Yes. Maybe it's the face tattoo. I don't know. No, it's a lot of things. <laughs> like, it's a no. lot of things. But he definitely has that. I am the catch in the relationship. And if you, I don't, or maybe not the catch, like the way Seymour Martel does. But he's just like, yeah. I'm less invested in this relationship. So you have to sacrifice everything. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And I don't even give a yeah. shit if this relationship's over. Right? And, and. That kind of thing. And his little teenage attitudes. Are you texting while we're, while we're trying to talk to you? He's like, yeah, this is boring. I don't want to do that shit. Like, oh, so he, yes. he's just his level of maturity and his little kind of attitude going into the relationship um, just knocked mm-hmm. him down below Kevin yeah. for me. Yeah. All right. So uh, 13. Who is 13 for you? Out with Harry. Okay, I think yeah, we have him slitched because I have radio. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Harry is awful. Like he doesn't. His logic makes no sense. He has no intention of cheating, but and it's and it's again, he's super selfish, right? What do I want? What yeah. do I want? What do I want? And you know, everybody should have been doing everything for me. That's like the 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 mantra of Harry is everybody should have been yeah. doing everything for me. Yeah, everyone should. I should have gotten out of prison, and everyone should have understood how I felt coming out of this and done things for me. That in itself would have put him pretty low. <laughs> but then the whole like cheating, trying to lie to Indy's mom about it, mm-hmm. you know, like I've never done it. It's like, you're why are you even trying to lie? And then I think he realized like, oh yeah, she's not buying any of this bullshit. And then he's like, well, why am I even going to say anything? She's not going to believe me any- anyway. Yeah, because you're going to tell her a lie. <laughs> right. So you won't let me finish. You're like, yeah, you're bullshit. I'm like, I'm, oh, you I can finish all you want. I will guy. not listen to anything you say. Like, it, he's obviously very, very low. Like, just awful trash. But, um, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, th- I think Ray Dean did a, lot of the, did a lot of the same things and had a lot of the same attitudes. Only... She was better at articulating it and and saying it in a way that didn't come off quite as annoying and quite as childish. But she's married. Like, that was the difference to me. So to me, Ray, yes, you're right. Raiden did a lot of the same things Harry did. But the difference was is that other than the relationship part, Raiden wasn't running around going, you should be making my life more comfortable. I'm the one who was in prison. You should have felt sorry for me. You know, it's like, it seemed like she had a good relationship with her family. She wasn't, you know, uh, expecting all these things from other people. So I don't no, know. No, but it to just... me, it was like she was willing to take a bunch of stuff from Rick, who she knew, oh, yeah. 
who she knew oh, didn't she know the situation. Oh, she was sure using him. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is that Indy doesn't have anything to give. That's why she was living with Harry's family. Yeah. But, I mean, but let's look at Harry kind of mooching on Terry then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I, I feel like, and I guess part of it, the biggest part of it for me, the thing that puts me over is that I mean, obviously Harry was manip- was trying to manipulate and, you know, doing shitty things. But it was a point where it was like, wait, I feel like Radeem was trying to manipulate me. Like she's trying to trick me into thinking these th- into thinking one way or the other, and the K and like yeah. and she was doing an intense amount of, um, and yeah, I always say it's an overused word, but she was doing an intense amount of gaslighting, right? Oh, I don't know why oh, you thought yeah, I would move in with you. Sure. This is ridiculous. I don't know why you thought yeah. there wasn't anybody else. It's like because you told him that. That's why. That's why he thought yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and then it brings me back to the whole like, oh, can I change my relationship status on social media? Well, I don't think – I think there's something wrong with you yes. if you think you need that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. that was not the reason she didn't want him to do it. It was a different right. reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's like pretty messed yeah. up. I agree. But still, I really hate Harry. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> All right. So um, did you have a life lesson yes, for this Yes, I do. So – and we touched on it a bit. But the problems of jealousy and cheating in a relationship are rarely, mm-hmm. if ever, solved by adding a threesome to the mix. But oh God, even yes. if they were, right, the way they were talking about this potential third person was as if they weren't a person, right? So they're not yeah. – it's not a – they're not a plaything. They're a sentient person who has mm-hmm. wants and needs out of what you're doing to – and honestly, if you, she literally said a toy we can take out. So, like, if that's the way yeah. you're going to think of a third person, I hope you never find one. Right, right. Ooh. Yeah, mine, same thing, because there were definitely a lot of cheating going on with this group. Mm-hmm. So, and you got a lot of people who are like, well, maybe I should go back. Never go back to an ex who's cheated or done shady things. Now, I, I know I usually say never go back to an ex, but we also know that currently my partner is an ex. <laughs> so You're I'm really not caveats. against that rule. <laughs> so I got to modify it a bit, right? <laughs> never go back to an ex who's cheated or done shady things. So. There. All right. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back at an undetermined time, maybe June 6th. Yeah, sometime in the summer, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I actually, now that I think about it more, I don't think it's June no. 6th. I think usually, June 6th is I feel like they July. usually do this thing where they're like, if they say in the summer, it's going to be like late August, right? They like usually yeah. push the definition of whatever season they're saying as far as it can go. Right, right. But I'll watch Seeking Sister Wife, but we won't be covering right. it, unfortunately. Yeah, so we will so. be back when the show comes back. Okay. We'll see everybody then. Well, we'll see y'all okay. then. Okay, bye. bye.